Hello and welcome to The Pactum. I'm Pat Abendroth joining you together today with Mike Grimes. Mike, what a beautiful day to be doing Pactum things. I hope it's beautiful. I haven't been outside since the fog. It was so foggy this morning. I think there was maybe a fire in like Arkansas and it was blowing our way or, Serious? or something. Seriously? You couldn't see nothing. Yeah, it was odd. Pretty strange. That was double negative, by the way, and we're couldn't profession- see nothing. We're, we're, we're professional public speakers, so Absolutely. Let, let's work on that a little bit. Okay, Mike? <laughs> but we're here for the Pactum. That's right. On the Pactum today, on tap is a conversation about not hearsay, but heresy. We're talking uh-huh. heresy. We're going to call it Heresy 101, part of a broader series that we're launching called Help from Heretics. Help from Heretics. Yeah. The marketing department wanted to call it Harry and the Heretics, <laughs> <laughs> but I... <laughs> I didn't know what that was, and so they said we better not use it if Harry Pat doesn't know what it is. Come is that on. from like a movie? Harry, Harry and the Hendersons. That's right. So Harry and the Heretics. That's that would be awesome. good gr- Good graphics, probably. Oh, yeah. We'll have to talk to our people. Okay. All right. So Heresy 101 is what we're going to do. But before we do that, big shout out to you if you are a new Pactum listener, because I know we are having some new ones. Yes, we are. We are collecting, collecting, collecting. We're thankful for that. Welcome to the Pactum verse. Added to their number every day. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> Please share us with friends. It's good to uh, see the Pactum gain some momentum, building, yes. building up some speed. So that's... Real groovy, real cool. Welcome to what we like to call the Pactum Verse. Yes, thankful for all of you and thankful to have you be a part of the Pactum Verse. Absolutely. Heresy 101, yeah. an introduction to heresy. Yeah. This I think this will be kind of interesting, fascinating discussion to have because when we think of heresy, I mean, isn't heresy bad? I mean, what? why would we want to even talk about heretics on the Pactum? And why would we even suggest... You said earlier, we're going to get some help from the heretics. Why That's would right. we want to get help from heretics? That's right, this because is, we thought heretics were supposed to be bad. Yeah. So, well, I'm not so sure about this. <laughs> getting nervous. Even a series, right? Help from heretics? Yeah. Uh, what are we getting ourselves into? I don't know. If we think about even books of the Bible in the New Testament, God in his providence used horrific heret heretical <laughs> heretical, <laughs> heretical things to help us understand what's true so i think of colossians or galatians yeah, yep yep uh, we i wouldn't understand the greatness and the glory of christ and the gospel as well as i do if it weren't for the book of galatians yeah. mm-hmm. and it's confronting heretical teachings uh, regarding the gospel or Colossians, heretical teachings regarding Christ and his supremacy. So we definitely want to learn from heretics because they help us. I like to say, as I just said, God in his providence uses error to help us to better know the truth. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Hey, we've got a great quotation here from Louis Burkhoff. Is it Louis or Louis? Louis, 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 Louis. Is that the same song I'm thinking of? Louis Louis. Uh, no. That, okay. It's a different, different song. song. I'm thinking pet band, I guess. So okay. I don't know. Okay. This is a great quote. And I don't know if it's Louis or Louis. I think I, Louis. I, like I call Louis. Him, I call him Louis Burkhoff. Louis. 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 Cheapers. Mike. 
We're help, struggling. Help him, today, Lord. Huh? So we usually think of his systematic theology, right. but no, his history of Christian doctrines. And I think some editions of the systematic theology contain this book also. Right. But it's a great little book, and we're, we're, we are going to refer to it time and time again. Yeah. But, Mike, you want to go ahead and give yeah, that this good is a quotation? Yeah, fantastic quote here from Lewis. It says, Ancient heresies, long since condemned by the Church, are constantly repeated and represented as new discoveries. The lessons of the past are greatly neglected, and many seem to feel that they should strike out entirely on their own as if very little had ever been accomplished in the past. Surely a theologian must take account of the present situation in the religious world and ever study the truth anew, but he cannot neglect the lessons of the past with impunity. Oh, truth bomb Ooh. from Louis Louis Burkhoff. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yep, l- let's pay attention to the here and now, but what we can't do, what we dare not do, is pay attention to the lessons of the past. So right. yeah. I-, I like that. It's a great quote. Uh, someone recommended that book to me pretty early on in my pastoral ministry, and I was kind of bored, I have to confess. Hmm. And uh, they told me how great it was, and I read it and thought, meh. (laughs) So I think I was, I don't know, I was meh because I thought the book was that way. And then I read it not very many years ago, and I thought, this is fantastic. Fantastic, Where have you been in my life? We've used it here at the church before for classes. Uh, History, the, the history of Christian doctrines. One more thing to say about why we would want to learn from heresy or heretics would be if you're for something, you, you logically are against other things right? Yeah. That, that oppose it. Mm-hmm. So if we are for the deity and humanity of Christ, if someone denies the deity and or humanity of Christ, we necessarily have to be against that position. Right, yeah. So Christians are for things, and if you are for things, then you have to, by logical necessity, be against things. Uh, when I was in seminary, I read a little, little book by Martin Lloyd-Jones called What is an Evangelical?, And I don't remember much about it, but what I do remember about it is Lloyd-Jones saying evangelicals are known by what they're against. Hmm. And that resonated with me because it it just made tons of sense. So if you are for the doctrine of the Trinity, you are logically, therefore, by necessity, against opponents of the Trinity. Right, yeah. So we we are marked by both things. I think Jay Gresham Machen would would also chime in when it comes to Christianity and liberalism. So let's learn from heretics, not because we think they're awesome and amazing, but because they help us. They're good sparring partners. Right, yep. They refine us. Yep. Um, So we see that it's going to be a good thing to talk about this so we can be able to know what are those things that if we're necessarily for something, we're against other things. What are those things we're against? Be able to identify them, uh, be helped as we consider these heresies. Uh, But maybe we want to talk about a little bit and define what is heresy? Well, I think it's anything I don't like. <laughs> That's so. it. Anything I don't like, heresy. Yep. Just just knock it off. Nope. Knock it off. You're a heretic because it's not my view. I, I just thought it'd be kind of fun to Google it. So for, first, first out of the shoot, Dr. Google, PhD Dr. Google. Google tells us <laughs> a belief or opinion contrary to orthodox religious, especially Christian doctrine. Hmm. So that's not bad. The example they give is Huss was burned for heresy, according to the church. So there, there, there's one swing at it. Uh, you want to weigh in with, with uh, good old Dr. Wiki? Dr. Wikipedia, which I love to utilize I'm just, <laughs> here on the Pactum, is 
says about heresy, heresy is any belief or theory that is strongly at variance with established beliefs or customs, in particular the accepted beliefs of a church or religious organization. Okay, there you go. So I think we should sharpen it a little bit and uh, consult some theologians. Thomas Oden says it's other than. Hmm. So heresy is that which is other than. Alistair McGrath uh, says it comes from a Greek word meaning choosing or Choice, Choice. and then Justin Holcomb on in his little book I see over there by you uh, called "Know the Heretics." Literally, heresy means choice, so he's on the same page as Alistair McGrath. That is a choice to deviate from traditional teaching in favor of one's own insights. So we are all about choice. (laughs) We think choice is good. We like freedom of choice and things like that. But if something is established Christian doctrine and is true, and you're going to choose to believe or affirm or promote something else, heretic. Heretic. Ooh, that kind of scared me. That was a little... Bone chilling yeah. moment there. Why did you say it like that, Mike? <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> so we've defined for you a little bit what is heresy, what do we mean when we're talking about heresy here on Heresy 101 on the Pactum. But now what is the opposite then of heresy? Because we've said if we're for something, we're against something. So if we're saying what we're against would be maybe heresy, what are we for? What would we call that? So we're choosing, in heresy, we're choosing things that are not orthodox. So the opposite would be orthodoxy. orthodoxy. So we don't mean the orthodox church. We're not talking about Eastern orthodoxy or Greek orthodoxy. Right. Lord bless them. Um, <laughs> That's not what we're going for but here. No, the opposite of heresy is orthodoxy. So it would be uh, what, what is not right. What mm-hmm. is not right teaching? What is not correct teaching, what is not, we're going to say biblical teaching, but settled doctrine, orthodox doctrine, true, right doctrine is what we're getting at. Orthodoxy. If someone is orthodox, they're affirming classic traditional Christian realities. Right. Yep. And if they're not, they're choosing they're to color outside of, outside of the lines of orthodoxy. And we're going to say that's heresy, right. opposite of orthodoxy. Right. Justin Holcomb says, we mentioned his book a moment ago, he says, orthodoxy is the teaching that best follows the Bible and best summarizes what it teaches, best accounts for the paradoxes and apparent contradictions, best preserves the mystery of God in the places where reason can't go, and best communicates the story of the forgiveness of the gospel. So we're saying orthodoxy is that which best follows Scripture and best kind of handles all these questions, if you will, that might arise as you're studying Scripture and the doctrines of the faith. Yep, when you're trying to systematize and put it all together, what, is it, what does the Bible mean by what it says? And when the dust settles, it's orthodoxy. Right. I think that book that you just quoted again, Know the Heretics, I think we once had a Sunday school class at Omaha Bible Church called Know the Heretics. I think we did, yeah. I thought that was cool to have a sign on the wall of a classroom that said, Know, know the, the Heretics. heretics. Yeah, baby. <laughs> or no, maybe, or was that the one that was called The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly? Oh, yeah, I think it was. The Good, The Bad, The Ugly. Yeah, I think, yeah. But, but I think it was actually a Know the Heretics yes. kind of thing. Yep. 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 Good, Bad, and Ugly, is that a Clint Eastwood or John Wayne? I have no oh, idea. I, I don't think we are allowed to even say John Wayne in evangelicalism. Because That's right, no. We, we might be part of the patri- patriarchy. patriarchy talk. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, I used to do uh, security at Universal Studios when I was a seminary student. For real? And sometimes, have I talked about this on the back of I before? don't think you have. Sometimes, uh, there was one set in the back lot. It was for you know, Western movies uh-huh. and it was made for John Wayne. And it, no way. It, they built it 90% scale. Serious? To make him look bigger. <laughs> You know, so like the saloon doors that opened and the doorway, it wasn't 100%. It was 90% because... He was a short... Because of the patriarchy. Oh. (laughs) 
I didn't know that. Yep. My dad yep. loves John Wayne. I didn't know these things. So sometimes if I would stand in the back lot and then the, the trams came by and then I would stand there, I was like in the rental cop out, yeah. outfit kind right. of thing. Um, no offense. Um, but in the security outfit standing there. And so if I would wave at people from like the, 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 Chine, the Mandarin Chinese bus, right. uh, they would all take my picture. <laughs> Famous. It was awesome. You're hanging on somebody's wall somewhere. Yeah, I'm making like seven bucks an hour. <laughs> but they all took my picture. So That's how right. did we get off how on that? John the Wayne. good, the bad, and the ugly. Yes. Send emails to Mike Grimes at yeah. Gospel Coalition <laughs> <laughs> to tell us which movie it is. Movie trivia. And if it's an inappropriate movie, don't send any hate mail no. because it's just pop culture. We're yep. just referencing just, it. You know. So opposite oh how did we get off on that topic? Uh, Sunday school class, Know the Heretics. Oh, that's right. It is a great book. Yeah. yeah. Very simple book. to the point. We're going to keep referencing it throughout the series, but we're going to be referencing other books like the Burkhoff book also. Yes. Yep. Okay. Now, Mike, I think it's pretty important at this point in time, especially given the climate, given postmodernism, given all that jazz, yeah. uh, that we even ask the question, is there a biblical basis for orthodoxy so that we can even have such a thing as heresy? Yeah, right. Because how can we have heresy if we don't have orthodoxy? So is there such a thing as, as a biblical basis for orthodoxy for yes. right doctrine yes there and is. we're going to say yes we're yes. going to say less yes and less we're going to say yes for lots of reasons right yeah right i mean sadly yeah you're right sadly we have to even ask that question uh nowadays where there is really to some no such thing as objective truth uh, however, we're going to say, yes, there is a place for orthodoxy because there is reality uh, and there is the reality of the truth, objective truth. You see that, uh, for example, John fourteen six. Yep. So we have an example right there, right there. Jesus says he is the truth. So yeah. there is such a thing as the truth. Right. Not only that, we can just go right down the list. Jesus not only did lots of amazing and important things. As I say so many times over and over again, he wasn't the strong, silent type. Right. He did speak, and he made himself clear regarding the meaning of what he was doing. He was right. laying his life down as a ransom uh, for many. He wasn't just an example. For example, we can go right down the list. There is a biblical basis for orthodoxy because we have the Apostles' Doctrine, right. Acts yep. chapter 2. So it's not just whatever goes. There's the official Apostles' Doctrine. We have the Faith, for example, mm -hmm. Jude 3, the faith once and for all delivered to the saints. Right. So there is the doctrine, for example, in Romans chapter 16, verse 17. If something is contrary to the doctrine you've been taught, we're to, to avoid them. And the hits just keep on rolling. Right. I don't, we may do an extra episode on this sometime, but I don't think we're going to spend a ton of time. We're not going to right now just talking about the whole business of postmodernism and the fact that today, oftentimes, especially in light of postmodernism, there's a whole movement that would say there is no such thing as heresy. Mm. Uh, in fact, there's no such thing as Christianity. Yeah. There are only Christianities. Mm. And so we see this like in, what was that movie? Dan Brown, Da Vinci Code. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of that going on in the background there. It's, it's fiction. Um, but there's a definite agenda there that there are all of these Christianities hmm. and the big, bold, meanie, corrupt ones who had the most power shut down all the other legitimate versions of Christianity. Right. Uh, and so really there's no such thing as heresy. It's just different versions of Christianity. Right. And for example, there's a great book that addresses that by Michael Kruger and Andreas Kostenberger called The Heresy of Orthodoxy. Hmm. 
provocative title. Yes. Uh, I like the title. So uh, it's a, not the easiest book to read in the whole world, but it is actually a good book. Maybe we'll do a whole episode on it sometime. Uh, I love the title, The Heresy of Orthodoxy, How Contemporary Culture's Fascination with Diversity Has Reshaped Our Understanding of Early Christianity. Yeah. Good and helpful book. Yes, sir. Should we keep things moving? Yes, let's keep moving. So now that we've talked a little bit about heresy and what it is and orthodoxy and if there's a biblical basis for it, now what constitutes heresy then? How do we identify it? What is it exactly? So what we don't want to say is heresy is anything we disagree with. Right, yeah. So we have to be a little cautious not labeling everyone who has a different view on something other than us as, right. as heretics. Yeah. Yeah. So I saw someone on social media just yesterday, uh, a good, well-meaning Christian said, proclaiming anything other than biblical truth is rank heresy. Hmm. And it sounds really good. And right. I, I appreciate your zeal. Yeah. 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 But it probably doesn't deserve the label heresy. Yeah. Because there are differences between Christians. Yes. Yeah. On yep. different perspectives, different understandings of things. And there are things that don't, Oh, keep you out of heaven. Right. Um, they, they don't deny, they're not salvation doctrines. They're not what we might call a level doctrines. Uh, they don't deal with God in the person of God, person and work of Jesus Christ. And so we don't want to label every deviance a heresy. That's kind of like classic right wing cultural fundamentalism. Right. Yeah. It's me versus everybody else. It's what I believe. And if you believe something different, I'm going to mow you down. Yeah. Let, let, let's not do that. So we might have disagreement over non-essential doctrines. Right. Yes. Everything's important in the Bible, yes. but even the apostle Paul says there are some things that are of first importance. Yes. Yeah. And so we're kind of dealing with matters of first importance when we're talking about heresy, I think. Yes. I absolutely. think that's the way Christians have generally, when they're really using their brain and not just their, their raging emotions, right. have talked about heresy. Yeah. So, for example, as a little bit of a deviation, I was just doing a little bit of research to teach a class on the Westminster Divines, mm. uh, the pastor theologians that were involved at the Westminster Assembly. So they would come up with the Westminster Confession and Catechism and so on. And here we have well over 100 individuals, and they have different views on different things, right, yes. quite a bit of diversity, and yet they could all agree on what they would write down in the confession. Right. Yep. So they weren't labeling each other all heretics no, yeah. because they had differences on other topics. Yes. Yeah. Um, so that would be a good example of, you know, we have diversity, but when we're talking about maybe big ticket items, sure, yeah. doctrine of God, doctrine of Christ, salvation, those kinds of things, then we're going to ta- start talking about orthodoxy and heresy. Right. So, for example, uh, in 2 Timothy chapter 2, uh, it's in verse 18, he talks about those who've said the resurrection has already happened. Mm. Uh, so their, their view of end times is so out of whack. Right. Uh, it's so out of whack that they're upsetting, he says, they are upsetting the faith of some. So the faith they're upsetting to the point where I think that actually is that's a, a matter of orthodoxy. Sure. Yeah. So... In application, then, we might have different views on the specifics and the timing of end times events. Right. But what we don't do is deny the second coming to the point where we don't even have a future resurrection. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, I think it's more of an orthodoxy matter. Yeah. Um, But if it's a disagreement over other things, it might be really important. But let's not call people who disagree with our particular view um, heretic. Yeah. That's not a good thing to say. Might be kind of fun, though. Well... You know, you lose a lot of friends, probably. (laughs) (laughs) So who are some important heretics? 
That, that even sounds funny coming out. Who are important heretics? Who are those we want to know about? Mike, you caught me when I was drinking I did. Uh, some coffee. You know, I wonder if some of these um, Christian coffee roaster places have like a heresy blend. I think they do. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Is it? Um, I think they have a heresy blend that might be the decaf. Oh, okay, that's if they, funny. <laughs> if they if they don't, they should. <laughs> yes, they because should. that would be good. But I think maybe they actually already have one of those. Reformed roasters, roasters maybe does. I'm not sure. Okay, yeah. but mine. Ta- oh the man, that was that. I have leftover Pete's holiday blend. Ooh. And drinking out, drinking it out of my Pactum tumbler. Ooh la la. That's why are the holiday blends or Christmas blends, as I would say, why are they better? I, they just are. I think sometimes. I. I don't know, but I think it's it's outstanding. I bought a whole bunch when it was on sta- when it was on sale. On sale, <laughs> it was a lot cheaper because it was on sale at the you end. Oh, I'm losing sale. my mind. I need to shake, shake the globe, the globe. kitchen globe. <laughs> okay, now I'm 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 feeling like the chi is in order. That's funny. So, who are some important heretics? So that the, we want to talk about or mention or make people aware of in the days ahead. We are going to talk about the Judaizers. We're going to talk about the Gnostics. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about Arians, Pelagians. We're going to talk about the, I don't know if it, is it Marcionites or Marcionites? I've always said Marcionites, but okay. who am I? I, I think know. I would like to say Marcionite too, but I have a sister named Marcy who I love and I don't want to label her right. as a heretic. Well, we could say Marcionites for her, but then who, you know, Mark, you know, our listeners, Mark won't oh, like that. Oh, that's right. But I don't have anybody in my family named Mark. So it's okay. not such Oh, a that's good. Then. Okay. okay that's so, safe. so we'll just, whichever, whatever it means to you, pack them people, back to <laughs> listeners, whatever it means to you, it's fine. Because Marcionites. I think it's supposed to be Marcionites. But. So. so we are going to talk about some of those heretics in upcoming episodes. So you want to stay tuned if you're interested in what a Marcionite or Marcionite Marcionite. Is. <laughs> Marcionite. Yep. Do you have a favorite heretic? Oh, I... I have a favorite heretic story. Okay. So, uh, so ba- way back in the day, my family used to be really into wakeboarding, competitive wakeboarders, all that jazz. And uh, back when we were first getting into it, uh, water sports, always been into water sports. So I go to the wakeboard store, the boat, the boat shop, and to buy the first wakeboard. So this is like maybe back in 1997, I go into the shop and there's like wakeboard dude there, man. <laughs> And, and he's like, bro. So I said, Hey, just getting into this, you know, slalom skier, but wakeboarding's the new big thing. So what do you recommend? I don't want the worst. I don't want the best. And so he pulls out, Oh, this is the one for you. And here's why. And it had a, a silhouette of an inappropriate image on mm, it. Let's mm, just say that. Yeah. Uh, and I said, um, that's not going to work for me. Yeah. And he couldn't figure out why, but, um, <laughs> Anyway, so my wife is looking at me like, yep, that's a good choice. We're not going to get that one. So then he said, okay, here, here's the next choice for you. And in big letters, it said the heretic. No way. <laughs> so I said, that's the one. in hindsight, now I would embrace it. But I said, no, that's <laughs> oh, not. Oh, you didn't take it. I said, it. no, that's not good. Oh. You know? And now the, the broad dude, man's like really confused. And so he, finally, the, there was the third choice was, I think it was the O'Brien evil twin. <laughs> I said, I'll take the I'll evil take twin. twin. <laughs> so that's my favorite heretic story. But that's I think my funny. favorite heretic uh, is probably Robert Bellarmine. Yeah. You've got him so, on a coffee mug, don't you? I, I do. I think I tossed it because it kind of wore out, but you I used to. Years. And I like the Robert Bellarmine. I like him because he's a great sparring partner because he was all about the counter-reformation. And uh, you learn a lot about what the Bible teaches by studying the opposite. And uh, Bellarmine was quite the foe. Plus, I also like it because he is known in Roman Catholicism uh, sometimes as the hammer of heretics. The hammer of heretics. Because we, the Protestants, were the heretics, right, according yeah. to him. 
And so I like me some Robert Bellarmine, as a matter of fact, the hammer of the heretics. <laughs> Do you have a favorite heretic? I don't. No. Okay. I don't. You know, I didn't know a lick about any of these heretics until I actually taught through this book in a class. Um, with, this book meaning the Holcomb book. Sorry, the, uh, yeah, they can't see where I'm pointing. But uh, I taught through it and was fascinated by it, but I've, I don't think I have a favorite. Hmm. We're going to work on that. We're going to do we, enough yeah. episodes. You, you might have a favorite be able to have a end. favorite. Stay tuned for the next several episodes to find out my favorite. That's true, because I, I'm of the, the, the opinion that we should either, either name our pets after our heroes or after our foes. I kind of like the foes. So let's talk about, just to wrap things up, Creeds and confessions end up playing a big role when we're sorting through who the heretics are. Right, yes. Because, again, it's one thing for us to say, I disagree with that person's position, therefore I think they're a heretic. That, that's probably not how we want to do things. We want to talk about settled, finalized uh, Christian doctrines, yes. for example, in creeds and confessions, uh, not things we're com- coming up with on our own. And so the people we're talking about in the days ahead, we're going to talk about the big hitters, the big well-known ones like the Arians or the Gnostics or the Judaizers. Right. And uh, we'll kind of branch out from there. So it should be a lot of fun along the way. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to help us to better understand the faith that has once and for all been delivered to the saints uh, because we're called to guard it. We're called to protect it. We're called called to promote it. And so we think we're going to be able to do a better job if we spend a little time yep. learning from the heretics, Harry and the heretics. I love that. As they say. Harry and the heretics. <laughs> well, we want to thank you for being with us today and joining us as we start talking about heresies and getting some help from the heretics. Harry and the heretics. Harry and the heretics. And if you like what you've been listening to, Share us with a friend. Yeah. It would mean a lot to us. Yeah, we would really feel much better about Friends ourselves. are friends <laughs> forever. Friends forever. are friends forever. Okay. Well, thanks for joining us here today on The Pactum. If you want to be in touch with us, we're on Twitter at The Pactum. We're on Instagram at The Pactum Theology. And you can be sending us questions. We're collecting several questions. Going to be doing several. Several. Several listeners. Several questions. We're going to be doing some responsive episodes coming up in the near future. So send us your questions at connect at thepactum.org. We'll see you here next time with Harry and the Heretics on The Pactum. Pactum.